Well, g'day everyone and welcome to The Journey this week. I hope wherever you are, you're enjoying some beautiful weather. It's getting a bit chilly though in my part of the world. I try and go for a bit of a swim in the ocean every single morning and it has dropped pretty quickly in the last uh, the last few few days over the course of the last week. We're getting those winds that scream over the Illawarra Escarpment. We've got a lot of listeners from all around Australia. I'm sure the temperature is dropping in lots and lots of locations, but uh, I hope you're enjoying what I think is a beautiful time of year in any case. And it's Pentecost Sunday. That's what we're celebrating on the show this week, the descent of the Holy Spirit upon the Apostles, the birth of the church, it's often referred to as, and we've got a show that focuses in on all of that good stuff. It's uh, it's going to kick off the show this week with... With my boss, Bishop Brian Mascord, he's he's the Bishop of Wollongong and he's also doing the, the Gospel Reflection for us this week with a, a message again that's taken from Mass for You at Home and his message very much for us in, in breaking up in John 29 into 23. As the Father sent me, so I'm sending you. Bishop Brian's giving us a very clear message that the tongues of fire are out there in the midst of the church and we are compelled, drawn into, can't but help preach the gospel and, and serve and serve and love people so that's going to kick the show off we'll of course be hearing from mother hilda scott she's got a great story for us this week all about an elephant it'll make sense it always does with mother hilda she tells us a story and then makes the connection to to the deep things of faith to the deep things of our our relationship and walk with with the lord haven't heard from this fellow for a while pat keaty's his name he's head of the emmanuel community in brisbane and uh, he's going to talk to us about barnabas Barnabas, who's known as the Encourager, we hear about Paul and Barnabas very much in in the uh, in the Acts of the Apostles, and that's the series of readings that we're focused on around this Pentecost time. And Pat's going to ask us, who can we be a Barnabas to? Trish McCarthy's with us this week. She wants to talk to us about freedom and authenticity, and being free from fear in particular in our lives, and that's uh, that's what the Holy Spirit Pentecost is all about. You know, set us free from fear. Like the lyrics in that song, I'm no longer a slave to, to fear, I'm a child of God. Josh Clayton, the Bush Deacon, he wants to talk to us about how we can be proclaiming Christ today as we're called to, to round out the show. And lots and lots of great music in the mix as well. So, lots to get through in this week's show. We're celebrating the Feast of Pentecost. And kicking us off, as I said, is Bishop Brian Mascord. Let's get into it. Faith, hope, love and life. My name's Jude Hennessy. And so pleased you've joined us this week on The Journey. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. In the evening of the first day of the week, the doors were closed in the room where the disciples were for fear of the Jews. Jesus came and stood among them. He said to them, Peace be with you, and showed them his hands and his side. The disciples were filled with joy when they saw the Lord, and he said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father sent me, so am I sending you. After saying this, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. For those whose sins you forgive, they are forgiven. For those whose sins you retain, they are retained. The Gospel of the Lord. And now, with today's Pentecost Reflection, Bishop Brian Mascord. The Spirit breathed on the disciples in the Gospel has also been breathed on us at our baptism, at our confirmation, and renewed in each of us every time we celebrate Eucharist. If we're listening to it, we must be driven out of here to proclaim the Gospel message to the world. But to effectively fulfil the mission, we must first recognise that that same spirit is not silent in the lives of others, but is alive and active. I'd like to share an experience that I had when I first celebrated confirmation, my first year as a bishop here in this church. Having been with the candidates who were to be confirmed, I was trying to break open the images of the first reading, images that conveyed the presence of God through the Holy Spirit. I was asking the children about each of these images and we came to the experience of those who came from another country but were able to understand the apostles in their own language. There was a fair amount of silence when I asked the question, 
Then one of the children tried to explain what we needed to hear. That child said that each of the disciples spoke the language that was their own, but they suddenly learnt a new, they didn't learn a new language, but rather through the power of God, everyone was able to understand what was being said. Everyone was able to make sense of the message. When I asked about the tongues of fire, I was being a little frivolous and made the statement that I could not see the tongues of fire gathered over these disciples here in this church. So I asked, where were the tongues of fire? That same child responded. Again, they thought about it and then spoke the most powerful answer that I've ever heard. He said, the tongues of fire were out there and he pointed to the congregation. Everyone sitting in the church, each one of us was a tongue of fire because the spirit was alive in us and called us to be that identifiable sign of God's presence. And because of that, our lives had to reflect that presence in all we say and all we do. I truly believe that he was a tongue of fire revealing that we are filled with the Holy Spirit. He challenged the community present and continues to challenge me today to recognize that we are called to the love the way God is love and to forgive the way God is forgiveness, to show compassion the way God is compassion and to reveal the mercy of God in the mercy and the lives we reveal as children of God. But we can only do this when we are prepared to recognize that the Holy Spirit is alive in us. You're listening to The Journey, music, interviews and wisdom for living life to the full. Face up. 
listening to The Journey, music, interviews and wisdom for living life to the full. Now, Wisdom from the Abbey with Mother Hilda. I heard a great story recently, you may well have heard it too. Five blind men were introduced to an elephant. They of course had no idea what an elephant was. They first approached the elephant from the side and feeling the strong, tough skin that seemed to stretch wider than his arm span, concluded it was a wall, and he didn't like walls because he was always running into them, so he went away. Another approached the elephant from the front and felt the long trunk, which felt to him like a long spear, and spears hurt, so he backed away. The third man approached the elephant from behind and took hold of the elephant's tail, but it seemed to have no substance to it. Swinging freely made the man feel very insecure. He didn't know how strong the thing was, and frightened, he too backed away. And so it went on. Each had a different response, and were no clearer on what the elephant was at the end. They talked afterwards, and each disagreed with the other. Their experiences of the elephant and their deductions were all at odds with each other. There was no real connection with the elephant at all. They had only their own experience to put onto this new possibility of knowing the elephant. And so it is with God. Individuals are often very sure they know who God is. He's a judge who's out to get you. He's a weakling who's afraid to stand up to the evil in the world. He's petulant and won't give you what you need unless you first give him all the praise and adulation that is his due. He's a calculating God who keeps track of every fault and sin and measures out his response accordingly. Worse still, individuals can often judge God by his so-called friends, the people who claim to be his disciples. History is replete with Christians who have done more harm to and in the name of God than anyone else. And what happens is that God continues to get a bad name. And so many are no closer to knowing who he really is, or knowing the life that can be theirs in knowing him. The answer, I think, is a simple one. In the words of the scripture, set yourself to know the Lord. I say, ask him to tell you who he is, and when he does, believe him. Listen carefully to what other people tell you about him, only be discerning. There was a famous German Dominican priest of the 13th century, Meister Eckhart. He gave a good indication of who God is when he said, Any talk of God that does not bring you comfort is a lie. Go listen to the truth this week. Well, thanks so much there to Mother Hilda Scott. Wisdom from the Abbey is her segment, and that was a story about an elephant and the five men who were introduced to them. Well, introduced to the elephant, with a very clear message about setting out to know the Lord completely, fully, and to be discerning. Thanks to Bishop Brian Mascord, who we heard from before the break. We've had some great music already from Ken Canedo, Lord Send Out Your Spirit. Great song for Pentecost Sunday. Here's another one, Christine DeClario, Where the Spirit of the Lord Is. After the break, the one and only Pat Keedy, who we haven't heard from for a while, but he's from the Emmanuel Community in Brisbane. He's in charge of that uh, wonderful, wonderful group of people up there in uh, in Brisbane. He's going to talk to us all about Barnabas the Encourager. Faith, hope, love and life. My name's Jude Hennessy, and you're on the journey.
on the journey faith hope and love for life in all its fullness Spirit, lead 
Resting, leaning, holding, clinging till the day you leave me home. Oh, guide my Nicknames. They're interesting, aren't they? When I was going to high school, I was given the nickname The Old Man because I was always dreaming and philosophizing, writing songs and stuff. There's a guy in the New Testament, in the book of Acts, chapter 4, who got a nickname from the apostles. How cool would that be? His name, his real name was Joseph, a Levite from Cyprus. And it tells us that the apostles gave him the nickname Barnabas, which means Son of Encouragement. Barnabas! Barnabas! Barney! Hey, mate! What a good nickname to have. And you know, this guy, Barnabas, he's my New Testament hero. I mean, after Jesus. This guy saw potential in people when everyone else couldn't. So this nickname suited him. And you know who the biggest person he built up and saw potential in? The Apostle Paul. He saw the Paul in Saul when others couldn't. Pretty much Saul had had a big conversion, but he used to persecute all the Christians, and so everyone was afraid of the guy. And he was stirring up trouble in Jerusalem because he was so bold in preaching about the name of Jesus. And they basically said, how about you go home so things can calm down? Don't worry, we'll call you. Man, Saul would have been left at his hometown for a long time if it wasn't for the apostle Barnabas, who went to start a new mission, he thought, who is perfect? Who could I call into my team? And he went looking for Saul, who was quietly making tents in his hometown. He said, come and join me. I've got a mission for you. The question I have for you and me today is, who could we be a Barnabas to? Who are you being called to take under your wing, to look out for, to see someone who might have potential that's not fully realized yet? You know, parents, mums and dads, we've got children in our households. Are we speaking life into them? Are we being Barnabases? Are we being encouragers, putting courage in them? Or do we tend to be critical and negative and take the courage out of them? You don't have to go far to start, do you? You know, Ephesians 4.29 says, Let no unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is useful for building others up. Today I want to be a Barnabas. Maybe we could pray for the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit who Jesus promised would be a counsellor, a helper, an encourager for us. Let's pray for that same Spirit to flow through our lives and our words so that we can be a Barnabas to the people in our lives. I'm Pat Keedy from Emmanuel Community. ec.org.au Oh, that was great. Thank you so much to Pat Keedy. He's He's a good man. 
He's doing a huge job up there with the Emmanuel community and in the Emmanuel community. He's sort of uh, heading that community up, but what an impact they're having in Brisbane, what an impact they're having right around the world through stuff like the uh, the NET team and those national evangelization teams of young people and things that they're doing in evangelization through things like Men Alive, their, uh, their fruits. By their fruits, you'll know them. Well, that being the case, the Emmanuel community, please God, will keep on doing great things and bearing much fruit. And Pat told us all about being an encourager, just like Barnabas was. Barnabas was to St. Paul. How important is that? Imagine if Barnabas hadn't have been a, uh, an encourager to St. Paul. Now, after the break, we're going to be hearing from, uh, from Trish McCarthy. She wants to talk to us about freedom and authenticity. Got some more music coming up. Sandra McCracken, Trinity Song. It features all sons and daughters. Trish McCarthy coming up after the break. We're also going to be hearing a little bit later on from the Bush Deacon, Josh Clayton. He's going to be talking to us about what it means to proclaim Christ today. Faith, hope, love and life. My name's Jude Hennessy and you're on the journey. Love and life. This is The Journey. And now it's time for Milk and Honey with Trish McCarthy. As I sat watching the ocean the other day, I saw a young girl run down to the sand with great excitement. She stood for a moment, collecting her thoughts, then exploded into an expressive movement of her own unique dance. I was captivated by two things that spoke to me. The young girl's freedom and her ability to be authentically true to herself. That freedom was reflected in her lack of concern for judgment of others. She had a dance within her that demanded expression, completely absorbed in the moment of flow. It was creative, unique, beautiful, dimensional, dynamic and real. That realness and authenticity of character was the other thing that struck me. When we are authentic, being who we are created to be, fully alive and free from fear, it is then that we have the most positive influence on those around us. No matter who we are, where we have been, what our past entails or where we're headed, others are looking for someone to point the way to freedom and fullness of life. 
Never underestimate the impact you have on people and the visible sign you are of God's presence in this world, indicating that freedom and hope are available here and now. Spend some time this week giving yourself permission to be free and authentic in your time with yourself and interactions with others. Allow that symbolic dance or song or meal or random act of kindness or whatever is uniquely you to burst forth with no restrictions. Become fully alive and in tune with your true self and in doing so, make known the God who loves us and is alive and present in you. Thanks to Trish there. Trish McCarthy, Milk and Honey is her segment. Such great material that we've uh, collected from Trish over the years as we approach 10 years of this show and she reminds us that no matter who we are, no matter where we've been, others are looking for someone to point the way to freedom and fullness of life and that means a life in the spirit. And Trish reminds us never underestimate the impact that we can have on individuals' lives. So a bit of a bit of a connection there with what we heard a little bit earlier from Pat Keedy about being an encourager too. Really important, really important. After the break, we're going to be hearing from the Bush Deacon. He's from down Bathurst Way. Josh Clayton is his name. He's going to talk to us about proclaiming Jesus Christ today as we are called to do. That's the Great Commission. A bit more music now. Travis Cottrell and Spirit Rise. We're also going to be hearing from Brian and Katie Tawalt a little bit later. Holy Spirit. That's a great song to finish off with too. That's after the break and after Josh Clayton. Faith, hope, love and life. My name's Jude Hennessy. We're getting near the end, but I'm really pleased you've joined us this week for Pentecost Sunday on The Journey. At my worst, I know you're with me You promise I will never be alone Even when I walk into the valley You won't let me go Every word you whisper draws me deeper Break the lies and fill my heart with truth You are faithful and you are my keeper I'm safe here with you Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. 
Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's no fear. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is healing, and the Spirit is here. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is fire. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is grace. Where the Queensland, and you're listening to The Journey. I see you in the ordinary, every breath I breathe, in my own heartbeat, I know you're always right here with me, nothing is mundane, your glory is displayed in a million ways, in the ordinary, you make my days extraordinary. on the journey faith hope and love for life in all its fullness and now here's the bush deacon josh clayton my wife and i anna were recently part of a team that helped facilitate an alpha for a parish many of us know what alpha is alpha is an experience where people gather and hear some input um, normally some videos put together by alpha and the famous nikki gumbel and we have some time of sharing, a time of fellowship over a meal, but also a chance to get to know people better. During those videos, there was so many wonderful moments that people were struck by. 
They were struck by the fact that there was information that they hadn't really thought about, whether it was their relationship with Scripture or, or whether it was just how God can work in their life, how God can guide us. These things weren't at the forefront of their minds. But this time together on a weekly basis, being part of Alpha, which I know we hear Hugh talk about on the journey quite often, is something that did transform lives. One of the things that I love to hear at Alpha, and I'm not an expert on Alpha by any accounts, is that people want to come back. They don't want to miss out on the moment together. They want to be there to share and to get to know people. It's really what we're all called to do as Christians. We're called to follow and journey with each other. We're not meant to just live in isolation and do our own thing and not actually respect, value or care for the other. We're meant to want to be around others so that we can grow, so they can grow, so that we as a church can grow. For me, Alpha is a simple thing, but it's deeply, deeply profound. People gathering and actually putting the main thing as the main thing, their faith, the encounter that they have with the risen Lord. So for us, after that experience, it's inspired my wife and I to want to go out and be involved in more moments where we can help facilitate the spirit to move in lives. It's not us doing the work, it's God working, but us doing the bit we need. What do we What do you see as the moment that you need to have today to help other people hear that Jesus Christ is alive? The life, death and resurrection of Jesus Christ transforms our world. We're sitting here in 2023 because of it. It is significant. It's not just something we can pass over. So what are we going to do to bring that alive? What are we going to do to enable someone else around us that doesn't really know why it's important to encounter God? What are we going to do to help that experience to change? You know, I don't have the answers. Alpha's one tool that we can use, but sometimes what we need to do is be people of faith and people that value others because that witness will transform the world. It did in the early church, and I'm sure it will again if we are living as Jesus calls us to. But that's challenging. To live like Jesus calls us to means we have to live a little bit less like Josh wants to live and a little bit more like God wants us to live. We always have to pass away from those things that hold us back. What are those things holding you back from proclaiming Jesus Christ today? There's nothing worth more than will ever come close. Nothing can compare. You are
Thanks so much there to, uh, to Josh Clayton, who, uh, who we just heard from in the last part of the show. He speaks powerfully about proclaiming the gospel today. He speaks about the, the awesome tool that is Alpha. I'm in the middle of uh, helping to run an Alpha at, uh, at, at Bulleye Parish at the moment, and I just can't encourage people enough to, uh, to get behind that basic proclamation, which is the Kerygma. So many people have not heard it. They think they know what Christianity is about, and they do not. And a tool like Alpha is just so wonderful in, uh, in re-proclaiming. In a bit of a post-Christian society we find ourselves in, the, uh, the basics about who Jesus Christ is and he want, what he wants for them. And so thanks to, to Josh, for, Deacon Josh, for, for doing that so well in that last segment. Heard from Brian and Katie Tewalt there too, Holy Spirit. Thanks to all of our presenters, to, uh, to Josh Clayton, to Trish McCarthy. Great to have Pat Keedy as well on the show, Mother Hilda Scott, as we always do from the Abbey there in Jamboree. Right at the top of the show, great to hear the voice of my boss, Bishop Brian Mascord. He's the Bush, Bishop of Wollongong. That's where this show comes out of, and we're really proud to bring it to you each week. And we're really, well, I shouldn't say proud, we're humbled to bring it to you each week. That's what it is. That's what it feels like, just knowing that it's going out to, to so many communities. Lots of people get it on podcasts. Lots of people get it via an email each week through jcr.org.au. You can sign up for that. But in the main, people are hearing it through the wonderful network of Christian radio stations right around Australia and all the people that are making those Christian radio stations happen and work from Perth across to the East Coast, from up in Brisbane, down in Adelaide, down in Victoria, all over the country. We're just so pleased you're taking the show and we really hope that it's blessing you and blessing your listeners. Pray for us as we uh, approach the 10th anniversary of providing this show each and every week to radio stations around the country. Can't believe how it's grown. We've just got to keep praying that it's the, the Lord builds the house. It'll, it'll continue to do what it's supposed to do. All right, it's Pentecost Sunday, a feast of great joy, a time to remember the birth of the church and remember too what happens when we trust in the power of the Spirit. Faith, hope, love and life. My name's Jude Hennessy and you've been on the journey. The Journey is presented by Jude Hennessy and produced by Max Norden on Dharawal Country in the office of the Bishop for the Catholic Diocese of Wollongong.